Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. This is your survival guide, your support, your how to survive the rejections. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. So who are we giving a big fat shoot your shot shout out and you can't say that they're your favourite this time. But what if it is? This one goes to Simon who shouted us some coffees. He said, hi Emma and Sarah, I started job hunting almost five months ago and didn't have a lot of luck until recently. Coming from a toxic work environment had shattered my confidence and it was showing. I'd been applying for roles beneath my ability with little success. After a good reset over the new year and then a holiday walking around Tasmania, I'm from New Zealand, love that you were exploring Oz, I thought I needed to really do something about this and started listening to your podcast. I listened to over a dozen episodes whilst on holiday and surprise, a company I had applied to rang and wanted an interview as soon as possible. So whilst on holiday, we did a Zoom interview, which I thought I bombed, but they wanted a second one when I got back. Long story short, your positive practical advice gave me the confidence and tips I needed to succeed in the interviews and I just got the job this week. It's a step up with more pay, slightly less hours, what a win, and great benefits. But most importantly, the people there are so nice. It's almost a dream. I've been telling everyone about your podcast, so please keep it up. Cheers, Simon. I love when people say like, keep it up, like we will. Okay, we will, thank you. just for you, Simon. <laughs> love you so much. That is the best. I love that. And it's also so relevant for our topic today, which I won't get into yet, but so relevant. I love that so much. And I love how he highlights that it's not just about the benefits, but the people, because that is honestly one of the most important signs that you're going to love a job because you spend more time with these people than your own partners, family, children. So it pays to like them. Now, if you're having interviews and you're not getting anywhere and you are relating to Simon's story, maybe you need a one-on-one coaching session. Go and check those out at www.interviewboss.com com.au forward slash coaching and the link is in the show notes as well. 
As always, if you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent, or want to request an episode specifically, slide into our DMs because that is exactly what Julie did, and we are going to do a whole episode on it. This has been highly requested. It's not just Julie. There's been a few people, but Julie's was like the longest message, so I thought we would highlight her message in this episode. And just an important note, we definitely touch in the, on this topic in lots of different episodes briefly, and our advice for this is rooted in a lot of other advice we give, but we thought it needs its whole own episode. So Julie wrote to us and she said, hello, new listener here and just wanted to say your podcast has been a great addition and help to my job search. I was wondering if it would be possible to do an episode about how not to get discouraged after rejection. I had a very good interview and thought I did really well only to get the email a few days later that they went with another person or were moving forward with others. It's disheartening, especially when I felt I gave it my all and thought something good would come of it. That's hard, right? Like that feeling of being so excited and like maybe you think it's going to all end up like Simon because everyone's so nice and it's amazing and it's going to be this. You're imagining how far you're going to travel to work. Like you're in that mindset of like, I've got this. And not getting the job sucks in all capacities, but I think it sucks more when you weren't expecting it. Like sometimes you just know you come out of an interview and you're like, I bombed that. It was not good. And also I don't really love the job and it just doesn't feel right. And so then if you get a call that you didn't get it, you're like, yeah, well, blah. That's fine. I expected that. But when you have your hopes up. Yeah. And it's because it feels like there's something that you could control about it next time. Like, oh, I couldn't do a better interview because that was a bad one. Whereas when you've done everything good, it's a bit like, well, what do I do different? I feel like this is a therapy session because truly I'm sure I'm not alone, but every situation in my life that sends me into a spiral or triggers me or gives me, you know, big feelings is when it's something I can't control. I'm someone who thrives probably more than the average person off being in control to the point if we're going on a trip, I want to drive my car because I want to know that I can stop as many times as I need to wee if I need to. Like I feel safe when I'm in control. So like you just said, when you know it's something you could work on, like, oh, it's because, you know, I was late, but next time I'll just not be late or I really was unorganized. Next time I'll just prepare more. Oh, I didn't have XYZ experience. You know, yeah. it, was, it was too senior of a role for me to begin with kind of thing. But when you get this ambiguous, like it's an open-ended, it's not closure, it's hard because there's nothing to pinpoint. So those feelings of helplessness can't be turned into action. You're just left with the feelings. Yes, exactly. And I wanted to do a bit of a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. We have some separate stuff on what to do if you've been fired, laid off, like how to talk about that and some practical strategies to like get you back looking for jobs again. And I guess like handling a long-term job search. Here, I think we're more talking about Julie's question of it's just a letdown. It doesn't mean Julie's saying it's been months and months and months and how do I hang in there? It's more, it might not even be lots of rejection. It might just be really particularly painful because it was a job that you really wanted or something like that. I just wanted to clarify that we're not going to be very practical in this episode. It's more about the mindset stuff. Because also there is no golden answer if you're listening to this and we're going to give you the one tip that's going to supercharge you. No, we can't. We're humans. We have feelings. I just want to make you feel better by the end. Yeah, this is just a support episode, some motivation. Yeah, we were all about advice, inspiration and support, right? And we cover the inspiration in the shoot your shot and then this is the support. It's not necessarily advice. There's 
there's some suggestions. We did some crowdsourcing on our Instagram. We put up a box and actually said, how do you guys who've actually gone through this bounce back and not get disheartened? So we've actually compiled tips from you all, from our listeners, and then we have our own tips. Yeah. Exactly, because you guys are in this or have just come out of this, so who would know better than you guys to give advice? Also, if you're not following us on Instagram, get on it. Someone messaged me the other day and was like, I expected you to have over a million followers. And I was like, I know, why don't we? She's like, why is everyone sleeping on this account? I'm like, you literally go and follow it, please. I know, please go and show us some love on Instagram because we've like had so many listens and our listens are amazing, but nobody can see those. So it's like we could be lying about it. Help us not have imposter syndrome yeah. so we have external thing to show. Totally. And you can answer these question boxes for other people as well. We'll do more of them. Let's get into it. So tips from other listeners. Number one, write down exactly what you want in your next role and don't settle for less. Love this. This is a bit of a practical thing you can do. Yes. And that might be coming from someone who with the littlest bit of rejection starts to doubt themselves. And I think that's really interesting because it's kind of what Simon said. (laughs) Simon says, it's what Simon said in his shoot your shot because he was applying for roles that were beneath his ability and didn't really get anywhere. And sometimes that can actually like I've talked about it before. Everyone thinks, oh, just get a lower level role. Well, actually, those are more competitive sometimes, depending on where you're coming from. So yeah, have in mind what you're actually looking for and make sure you've got your deal breakers worked out. Also, believe in yourself and your capability, no matter how many no's you get. Absolutely. And I'm just going to add something in here. We have an episode on all the reasons that you might get knocked back. Yeah. So it's the real reasons that someone hasn't got the job. And it just shows some of the behind the scenes, real life decision making. That's not like, oh, they pulled the role or, oh, it never existed or someone's son got the thing. It's not those crazy one-off things. It's more like everyday, ordinary reasons that you might've been not chosen. So I'm putting that as a prerequisite to this, to listen to that so that you don't take it super personally and can sort of detach yourself from, hey, it doesn't have to be about me. It could be, but there's a plethora of other reasons. So, And we've got a little mindset activity at the end, which I think is going to help with that too. Yes. So that's it. Back yourself. Write down all of your experience. Write down all of your best bits. Remind yourself that just because they said no, it doesn't take away from how great you are. Yeah. Someone said rejection is redirection. Oh, I love that. It's a good little mantra to have, right? Of like, it's just moving me towards the next thing. Do everything in your power to succeed. For example, tailor your cover letter and highlight relevant skills. This is a great one because I don't blame people when you're bulk applying for jobs and you're in the thick of it and every single job wants a different bloody thing. It's tempting to just be sending out the exact same carbon copy. Spray and pray method. Yeah, spray yeah. and pray. That sounds like... <laughs> I don't like that. (laughs) It's a thing that you do spray and pray. You just apply to everything and hope that one of them works versus being a bit more targeted and spending time on some of them can sometimes be a better strategy. Yes. And that is the thing. It does take a bit more time. It's a bit more tough, but you will probably get better results doing that. Yeah. But hey, that's obviously advice for the kind of person who maybe needs to hear that. But if you're already doing those things, don't obsess. Like we're not saying that you should spend hours and hours, you know, like if you're already doing it, cool, move on. Also, 
Keep on going and know there is something out there for you. There is a million jobs out there. There is truly something out there for everyone. Yeah. I think it's easy to get caught up in the conversations about the economy and things like that. Like you don't need to fix employment for the whole country. You just need one job for you. I think that helps put it into context. It doesn't matter what's going on in the whole rest of the country or the whole rest of the world. You only need one for you. Now, this is in our list of that listeners wrote in, and I'm hoping they actually did and you didn't just put it in here, but it says, and listen to interview boss along the way. Yeah, someone did say that. That's so someone nice. included it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and listen to Emma's hype up episode before you go into your interview. It's titled, listen to this right before your interview. That will, I'm positive, bring you at least one chuckle. A lot of people, I thought that was like our diehard listeners going to be listening to that. A lot of people, it's the first episode they listen to. And I'm like, oh, out of context. It's a bit random. <laughs> There's no advice in there at all. It's just like, you're amazing. <laughs> it's great though. You're the shit. Also, think about all these great people who were rejected so many times, but eventually got it. I love that. A bit of inspiration porn, if you will. Colonel, Colonel what's his name? Colonel, Colonel. Sanders, the KFC guy. Colonel. Oh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's how it's spelt. <laughs> He didn't make his first bucket of chicken until he was like 60 or something. So there's hope. Yeah. And then there's like all the people who didn't get into their high school basketball team and then made it big or whatever. So yeah, if that works for you, go and watch that stuff. I find like celebrities just don't do it for me. I can't relate. They're too out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. Think of someone in your life like, oh, Uncle yeah. Darren, you know, took him forever to get into the police force, but he did it, you know? Think about Simon. Simon. Simon, you're out here inspiring the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Start looking for short courses for both education and distraction purposes. I love that. Yeah. Don't underestimate the value of having a project or some kind of distraction to keep you occupied, particularly if you're like not doing anything, like you're not working. I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Because naturally when you're in the thick of job searching, you're going to hyper fixate on it because that's all you're doing. Yeah. You need something else to take your mind off it and to remind yourself that you're an amazing, capable person who has skills and talents and is good at other things. That also could be gym. You're something to do. That's what somebody wrote in as something that really helps them. Yeah. People are like, oh, I you know, can't exercise and eat healthy because I don't have time. Well, if you're not working, you've got plenty of time. True. True. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one -on -one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step -step -step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Another person said, just keep applying, which I love. Just keep swimming energy because I think it's easy to get disheartened to go, oh, I'm taking a break. But for John Soldier, you will hear back if you don't for stop. John. <laughs> I thought you said for John. And I was like, what? No, like forge your head. But in saying that, if you are extremely burnt out by the job seeking process and you have the capacity to take a week or two break, you can. Go to Tasmania like Simon did. Yeah. But this is just if you're obviously times are dire, you really need a job, you know, keep charging on. But you can still take a day or a morning off or whatever. But if you need this advice because you get one knockback and then want to stop applying altogether. 
just keep applying. This whole advice is take what applies to you, not all of them. I also think as well, the just keep applying is really, really relevant when you're applying for heaps of stuff, you're not getting anywhere, you get an interview, keep applying. Because I think sometimes like if you put all your eggs in one basket and then you lose that role, you're like, oh, but there was other things I could have applied for and I chose not to because I thought I was going to get this one. You know what I mean? Like don't get ahead of yourself. Just keep applying. Like until you've got that contract, keep going. I love this next one. Pinpoint what you did well in your job application or interview and celebrate that. So If you feel like, you know, overall you didn't nail the interview, but there's a certain question you killed or criteria you responded to, celebrate that. Every step is a step closer. Exactly. And interview experience is so valuable. So you're one more interview experience closer. Listen to motivational podcasts like ourselves. Another listener wrote that. That's so lovely. Treat the job search like a job. Put in the time and research to prepare for interviews. Yeah. I think if you kind of come at it like, oh, I flick off an application and then I just turn up and I wing it, it's probably easier to deal with the rejection if you're taking that. Oh, well, I didn't prepare. So what can I expect? But you're kind of not setting yourself up for success there. So I think do give it the respect it deserves. Every rejection I turn into a positive that a better opportunity is coming. Loving this glass half full energy. I know. That's how you get through it, really. It's a lot of mindset stuff. Now, into our tips. A lot of them are similar, right? But it's trying to be more practical. Okay, how do you change your mindset, etc.? So, Our first tip is, no, you're not alone. There are so many others in a similar position, and we know that by the sheer amount of people that have written to us asking to do an episode on this, and so many of us who've been rejected from something they really wanted. My own rejection, I was sitting at awards night. I'd been a finalist for a big industry radio award, and I was so stoked, and I really thought I was a good chance of winning it, and they called out someone else's name, and I had to do my gracious Joey Tribbiani loser face, and... It sucked. I really wanted to win. It was a little bit of rejection, but it's okay. We all have gone through something similar. Yes, exactly. And there's plenty of people who've not gotten jobs and went on to do better things or been fired from jobs and gone on to do better things. Like you're absolutely not alone in this experience. Closure is overrated, but if you keep asking yourself why, then listen to our episode, like I mentioned before, real reasons people didn't get the job. I think this is a hot topic that closure is overrated in every aspect of the sense. If you keep asking yourself why, you will drive yourself crazy. I've asked people in my life before if they could give their best piece of advice to your 20-year-old self, what would it be? And one of our aunties wrote back to me and said, just stop wasting time on the why and just move on. Like You'll relieve yourself of so much like heart frustration and it's so true. You can't dwell. It happened. Move on. Closure is overrated. Like I know it's helpful to kind of be like, but why did that person get the job? But why didn't I get it? Is there something I can do? You may not always get closure. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes you don't even hear back at all. You get ghosted. So that's tough. If you feel like that job was your perfect job, you will be devastated. Here's our advice. You don't know that it was your dream job. You have the perception that you would have loved it. So far, things were looking really good, but you don't know what things were really like inside that job. I just want to plant that little seed of doubt because if you fully, fully believe that this was the perfect one and only job for you and you didn't get it, of course, you'd be heartbroken. You'd be devastated. You're like, that's my job. That's my perfect job. I just want to plant that seed of doubt that you have no idea 
what would have happened after you got it. Maybe it would have been amazing, but also maybe the CEO was really awful and every interaction with them was going to be uncomfortable. Or maybe that company was going to have financial trouble shortly, or maybe they were going to be acquired and all the things you liked about them would go away. I don't know. There's all these things that could happen. Also, they don't really know you. They've only seen one document, you on a bit of paper, and met you for under an hour. Don't take it personally. They don't know you as well as you know yourself, as well as your friends and family know you, as well as your old bosses and colleagues and everyone who you've worked with knows you, they've only met you very briefly. It's not personal. It's just they had to make a decision on what they had. On what suited their needs the best. They were looking out for themselves. Affirmations. Remind yourself of your good qualities. I am smart, talented and have a lot to offer. Go back to our Hype Up episode. Get hyped. Do whatever self-care, journaling, prompting, whatever you can to just, you know, reinvigorate that in your brain. And go back to things that you've achieved that you're really proud of. Hey, I'm the person that did X, Y, Z. Like, I am good at my job. It can be easy to kind of believe like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Maybe I'm not that good at all. Challenge that for yourself. Don't obsess over feedback. I love this because as job seekers that are listening to this podcast in the first place, you're going to be committed to working hard. But the thing that you didn't have for this role might be the thing that your next interviewer loves. We've spoken about this before, how one time maybe they're looking for someone more senior, but the next place actually wants a junior that they can mold and loves the fresh enthusiasm of a junior who's not set in their ways. So don't try and mold into whatever that feedback was because it might not apply across the board. Exactly. And we're going to do a little exercise in a second to prove that. Our last tip for us is remove your email from your phone if the rejection emails are getting you down. Seeing lots, particularly if you're applying for lots of things, can be really rough. So don't check your email, set a time that you're going to check your email, restrict your constant access to it because if you're doing something fun that you actually enjoy and you see that pop up and it's like, oh, you're crushed again. So have that not interrupt your life. Okay. Now I've got a fun little mindset exercise that I've set up for us. If you're listening to this, I want you to take the place of Emma in this conversation, right? I want you to do this exercise with me because I want you to step into the shoes of someone who is making a hiring decision and actually go along with me and try and treat this as if it's real. So Emma, You have won a very strange competition, very strange, and you have won a personal assistant to be with you as many hours as you want each week to do whatever you want them to do in your personal life. It could be anything. They can't do your job for you, but it's like your life, right? Any personal assistant things. You have two choices between two different candidates. And let me just say, first of all, they both meet all the requirements of the role. Like they're both extremely qualified. Okay. But I'm going to tell you about each of them. So we've got Anna and then we've got Jeremy. So I'll tell you about Anna first. She is really organized and professional. She's outgoing and really friendly. She knows all the best places to eat, to drink, to travel. She's kind of like in with what's popular. She has relationships with all kinds of local people and she can get preferential treatment. So bookings at places that are hard to get into. She knows good tradesmen for things. She knows the real estate agents, whatever it might be. She specializes in decluttering. She's sometimes a bit hard to get a hold of last minute, but she's very reliable and good to do everything. It's just that last minute stuff. She might be busy. Now, Jeremy is your other option. He is very organized and professional, same as Anna. He is really proactive and thinks one step ahead. Like we'll say, oh, I took the liberty of doing X, Y, Z because I know you normally do that. And you're like, wow, I didn't even think of that. He's excellent with technology and can set up all kinds of automation systems like 
those kinds of things in your life. So looking at all of your tech stuff. He's really great at negotiating, reading the terms and conditions and finding great deals. So we're kind of seeing some great attention to detail coming through there and is super available, replies to messages instantly. He's always there when you ask him a question. Have a think about you for your personal life right now. It's only for a year. It's not forever. Who are you hiring? And if you're listening to this, I want you to make your own decision as well. This is hard because obviously they're both so great. Right? They're both five-star candidates and they both could do whatever you needed them to do. That's the thing. These specializations, it doesn't mean that Anna can't do technology. Yeah, it's just their bonus strengths. And it doesn't mean that Jeremy can't declutter. They can both do both things, but that's their specializations. See just some things that stand out on both of them for me. Definitely love Anna's specialization in decluttering. Yes, I thought you I would. love her. <laughs> I love her relationships with lots of different people. Don't really care much about like best places to eat and whatever. And then for Jeremy, I feel like I'm I'm going to go with Jeremy even though I feel like personality-wise I'd love Anna to like be my best friend and hang out with me. I'm thinking that purely for like my life right now, thinking about if I had a personal assistant and the kind of jobs I would give them to make my life easier, Jeremy might be more suitable because it seems like all of his strengths are my weaknesses. Yes, right? Now, if I was like renovating a house, Anna, all day long, 100% it depends on the circumstances. If I had my life under control, but I was like drowning in kind of email and I didn't have enough time and it was life admin type things. Like I think Jeremy, you know, negotiating your health insurance, all that kind of stuff, like a lot of computery tasks. Or even if I was in a PR job or whatever, Anna, cause you know, her networking and, or even if I was just young and if you're doing a big year of travel though, like how good would that be? Book all these trips for me, all that kind of stuff. It depends. And I'm hoping that as you're listening to this, first of all, you're finding it hard to choose. And also you get the sense that they're both amazing candidates. And Jeremy's strengths don't take away from Anna's strengths. And let me say this. So you said you want to hire Jeremy. What if Anna said to you, oh, can you give me some feedback? Yeah, nothing. You're perfect, <laughs> what sis. What you say? You're perfect. It's me, not you. Jeremy's just more suited for this time in my life. What are you going to say? Like, go specialise in these other things? No, because someone's going to love Anna for exactly what her strengths are. I think people are going to have some big light bulb moments. I hope so, because if this was genuinely you, whoever you picked to be your personal assistant for the year, what feedback would you give to that other person? Because they might be feeling really rejected and, you know, how do they bounce back and, oh, I really wanted to work for that person. And I don't want to tell Anna to be more technology driven and thinking steps ahead because she's my organizing, networking, fun queen. And like, I don't want her to dull that and become a tech nerd just because of me. And maybe next year you might go through a different phase of life and actually she's exactly who you would want to work with. So I hope that had the desired effect. I think that is the perfect way to end the episode. This is your survival guide, your support, your how to survive the rejections. Hang in there. You're doing a great job. Something better is coming. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, throw us a follow on Instagram at Interview Boss.
we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way, there's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>